Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Ah, that music means one thing and one thing only. It's a wonderful Wednesday here on You Better You Bet. Eric Eager will join us next hour on the show. We very much look forward to that. Power Hour, final hour, all our bets for tonight. The music means something else, obviously, here on the show, and it's great to be on simulcast on stadium thank you very much for joining us uh rob bazola was terrific earlier this hour brian baldy was texting with baldy during the break about what he said about the colts pass rush i gotta tell you man i'm definitely betting indianapolis now like that talked me into on a bet on the colts on sunday on the road in cincinnati against the Bengals. we'll find out if uh what will brinson likes that what bets will brinson likes coming up on sunday in the national football league maybe he likes something on thursday night we'll find out right now as will brinson joins us here on the show uh will one of the star NFL analysts for our friends at CBS Sports, along with Pete Briscoe, joined us on the show on Tuesday. Will, of course, on Twitter, at Will Brinson, as he enjoys a glass of wine here on a Will Wine Wednesday. Here on here on You Better You Bet. Um, you can listen to Will on the Pick 6 podcast. Watch him on CBS Sports HQ. Read him on CBSSports.com. My friend, welcome back to the show. It's Nick and Ken. Happy Week 14 in the NFL to you and yours. What's up, boys? Uh, I hope you guys are doing well. I feel like... Um... You, know, you get two weeks past Thanksgiving and you can sort of start to, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like I got a good, I've had a good, it's, I don't know. I feel like I've got a good, better, better grasp. I feel like you can see the light at the end of the tunnel when it comes to like the season, how it's going to close out and, and sort of where these teams are. I mean, it's pretty crazy, dude. Like we got what? I think I looked it up. It's like 19 of 32 NFL teams have played a backup at some point this season. And then we have five plus season, season ending injuries to, uh, you know, pretty big name quarterbacks. And uh, you look at the AFC playoff race and it's, it's just, just devastating in terms of the quarterbacks that are missing from the teams that are in the hunt, in the playoffs, you know, even looking for the number one seed in the case of the Jaguars. Yeah, a ton of backup quarterbacks going to play this weekend. People tweet out like the matchups in a lot of the games, and you just go like, "I can't believe this is where we are." But but this is kind of where we are. And and will we spent some time in the first hour? And I agree with you, by the way, on like the getting clarity on, oh, okay, like I think it's it might be this against this, and okay, like I don't know who's going to win necessarily, but like that's the matchup, or this is how the bracket's going to kind of look. We're starting to kind of come into focus a little bit, but on the AFC side. We kind of talked in the first hour of the show, like, is this the time to bet the Bills to upend everything that you're talking about, right? Like, all the backup quarterbacks, all the mediocre AFC teams, Bills get on a roll here, like, maybe they could really do some damage. Maybe they could really do this. We're trying to kind of talk ourselves into that in the first hour of the show. Do you see this as as the buy point for Buffalo, or are you kind of like, oh, we're going to do this again, and they're going to lose, like, everybody does this every week, or is this this really the buy point for the Bills? Well, I, I... Pete Briscoe and I talked about this on the Pick Six podcast yesterday. We were both kind of like, man, you know, the Bills are that team that you know, I think we were sort of talking about the college football playoff and how it's like, what team, you know, the Florida State Alabama argument. It's what is Michigan like? What who does Michigan want in? And the sure. answer would be Florida State, which is why you you put Bama in there because they're the, the more dangerous team. Nobody wants to see Buffalo as a wild card team if this team gets hot and gets in the playoffs. And really, it's the next two weeks, right? at Kansas City, and then home against Dallas. And then you close at the Chargers, which will be a Buffalo home game, versus the Pats, and, and at Miami. And Miami might be sitting some people. Mike McDaniel has definitely shown a proclivity to uh, resting his players in, in, in being cautious with them. When it, that was the word of the day calendar. Thanks for – I saw that face, Nick. Um, nice. But the, uh, you know, I, I think that Mike McDaniel has definitely you know, emphasized player rest, like you saw with Devin Atchan, where they put him on – you know, IR, he really could have kept playing. And so it's at A-Chan. A-Chan? Did you just sneeze? 
that what that was? <laughs> Gesundheit. Dude, he changed, he changed Gesundheit? it from chain to chan. He changed it from chain to chan mid-season. That's unfair. He did do that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think I think Buffalo can go to Kansas City and win on Sunday. Great game on CBS. Tremendous game. Um, and if they do that, then they set themselves up to really make a run at a playoff spot. You're going to have these teams that are going to dip a little bit, we, you know, just because we've got – you look at who's in the playoffs right now, and the Steelers at 7-5 and five, – 52% chance to make it. Browns at 75, 59% chance to make it. I'm looking at the upshot here. But these teams, I mean, the Bengals are a team that are people are talking themselves into like making a run. I mean, the Texans, Colts, Browns, Steelers, all these teams at seven and five, all except for the Texans are starting backup quarterbacks, all have question like major question marks about their teams. And you know, you still have Denver there at six. Like the Bills are very viable to make a playoff run. The problem is they've just lost so many people on defense. But, man, I'll tell you what, like, win these next two games, and it, it, from a betting perspective, I, I don't know what their odds to make the playoffs are. I can't um, – or, the or, you know, the Super Bowl winner, and I, it's a little blurry for me just on the video feed. But I think all of those are pretty good looks because we haven't seen it in a while where a wild card team – oh, there, I got it right there. Buffalo, yeah, 18-1 to 1 to win the AFC. I'm down with that. 30-1 to 1 to win the Super Bowl, sure. Yeah, this is a team that you're be- another option would be if you're doing best ball playoff best ball stuff. Um, you know, go there, grab some bill stacks late in the late in your draft where if they make the playoffs, you've got a team that could play in every single round and really be a viable contender to get hot as a wild card team. Maybe the defense comes together. Now, of course, you could all flop, but yeah, I think Buffalo very much interested in what they do the next two weeks because it could completely change the playoff landscape. And uh, and Buffalo, like the first injury report coming out for the Bills as the Bills come off their bye. Uh, the only player listed, Von Miller, with a rest day. And obviously, like, we'll see how things play out with, like, Von Miller's legal situation. For now, like, he is expected to play for the Bills on Sunday on the road in Kansas City. You better, you better hear with Nick and Ken on a Wednesday. We're talking the NFL. We 14 with our pal Will Brinson from CBS Sports. Um, this coming courtesy of Tom Pelissero. We don't have to talk about this game right now. Um, Jaguars quarterback Trevor Lawrence uncertain, obviously, for the game Sunday against the Browns. C.J. Beathard limited in practice today with a shoulder injury for the Jaguars. So maybe we'll do this when we do it move next hour. We'll talk more about this game, the Jaguars and the Browns. Will, in about a minute, so we can save some time to get picks for like the biggest games of the week from you, you gave us like a nice big picture thought there on the AFC. In the NFC, like I'm not going to ask you if you think like a team should be the favorite other than the Niners. Like obviously the answer is no, like San Francisco should be yeah. the favorite. Do you think it's, you know, if the Niners stay healthy and get the one seed, like fait accompli that they're the NFC representative in the Super Bowl? Or do you see another team percolating like that? Maybe it's Philly. Maybe it's Dallas. Maybe it's someone else that you think could take San Francisco down come playoff time. I like the idea of Dan Campbell and Jared Goff doing the percolator dance as they wait to like take down the, <laughs> the 49ers. <laughs> um, may. No, I mean, I don't know, man. I, if I no was an um, okay answer, I think no is the answer. Here's what I would say. If I'm Mike McCarthy, I'm hiring two or three versions of Big Dom, but for Dallas. And when I go against San Francisco in the inevitable, here's how my season ends in horrific, embarrassing fashion when I make some stupid play call at the end of the game for for Dak or Zeke snapping the center, snapping the ball as, as the center. Uh, I, instead of that, I'm going to have these Big Doms uh, get in fights with San Francisco 49ers players and get them thrown out so I can finally beat San Francisco in the playoffs. I think that so that's my long-winded no answer. 
Makes a lot of sense. What about uh? Okay, so San Francisco's the best team. We don't know if anybody's gonna go there. Like, just what about what about MVP? Well, I I feel like stop stop laughing. Nobody knows what you're laughing at. Uh, the MVP conversation. Okay, like San Francisco's the best team. I don't know if anyone's gonna go there and win. We just kind of talked about the AFC. How we how we feel that guy's gonna share a lot of backup quarterbacks, a lot of bad teams. MVP race really interesting right now. Basically, Dak, Brock Purdy, and Hertz all priced about the same. So, like at MGM, it's Brock Purdy, Dak three to one, Hertz four to one, something similar-ish everywhere. And then kind of like draw a line, then other players, including Tyreek Hill, who I think is kind of interesting. Do you think this is wide open? Could you narrow that group to like one or two players you think will produce the winner? Is it is Brock Purdy the favorite right now? Just kind of give us your thoughts on MVP. We got a few minutes left. See, to me, when you see Tua and Tyreek right there and you see Brock Purdy and Christian McCaffrey right there, it's difficult for them. I think it's going to be difficult for them to separate because you're going to have two different types of voters, those who pound the table for Tyreek Hill if he gets to 2,000 yards, but also those who say the quarterback has to win. I'm going to give it to Tua. I think you can see a lot of split votes there. Um, Dak is really interesting. It was more a lot more interesting at like 10 to 1, right? I mean, but now he's the favorite at 3 to 1. I, I don't I don't think I want to get in on that. You really need to win your division um, or be the number one or number two seed in your conference to win it all. That's where I think Lamar Jackson at 8 to 1, and I think you can find him as high as like 9.5 to 1, depending on where you look, is probably still the play for me. They have a pretty, they have a, a very, uh, a, a dealable schedule. They can deal, like, I think they get um, San Francisco maybe on, um, they get San Francisco on Christmas night. Go win that game, Lamar, and get the number one seed in the AFC. And Lamar Jackson's probably – he's won the award before. And, and so you have this thing with voter fatigue sometimes where, you know, like the voters aren't going to want to vote for Patrick Mahomes just because he's like the quarterback left on top this year. But Lamar Jackson won in 2019. So you have it, – it's sort of the opposite of what of voter fatigue where – these voters, and they're all the same 50 voters for the most part, unless a couple died and they, they, they swapped them out. I mean, legitimately, like that would be the only reason why. These voters have been comfortable voting for Lamar Jackson in the past. And so it's been four years. It's a new offense. Lamar is more is Lamar is better in the pocket. If you want to if you want to take that approach, he stays in the pocket more. He's less reliant on his legs this year, and he's in full control of that offense. Loses Mark Andrews and still produces good numbers. Yeah, you know, I think he's sort of the forgotten man coming off of his bye with Dak playing great football and Brock Purdy in the 49ers rolling up on the Eagles. Brock, it's just the problem that Brock Purdy is like he. I mean, he's great. But he's also like getting getting the ball in Debo Samuel's hands, like you know, for the most part, like pretty close to the line of scrimmage and letting Debo work, all of that stuff. So I think Lamar out of that group is probably the best look for me right now. Are a lot of great big picture topics and thoughts in the NFL from our pal Will Brinson. Will, like you can you got a little time here, about a minute here. Do you have like one or two favorite bets coming up in the games this week? Could be side, could be total, anything on the board that tickles your fancy. I was actually gonna be really mad if you didn't ask me that, because I'd gone ahead and prepared my favorite bets. Uh, for oh. the week, and then you're gonna then you're gonna ask me about like you know San Francisco, and I'm gonna do like a a, a big Dom joke and and have Ken go, yeah, that makes sense. Um, <laughs> the uh, <laughs> I I like the, I like the Browns, I like the Browns minus three. Uh, C.J. Bethard, uh, as 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 Pete Prisco, I'm sure pointed out yesterday, like you are who you are. You know, you come in this league, you are who you are. Like you can't be you just you C.J. Bethard. Um, he's not, I don't think he's going to do a whole lot. Denzel Ward likely back for the Browns. I think they announced that this afternoon. That makes a big difference when you're talking about locking down this Jaguar secondary. Travis Etienne running like he's kind of banged up. Um, you know, J- J- Walker Little got hurt uh, on the same play where Trevor Lawrence got hurt, I believe. 
And, you know, you have this Browns run. You have, like, weather. I think we're going to have, like, 15 to 20 mile per hour wind in Cleveland. It's, you always get a couple of those games this time of year uh, in Cleveland. I think Cleveland will be able to run the ball against Jacksonville. I don't think Jacksonville will be able to do much. I like the Browns laying three. Uh, I like the Bills catching one and a half. Just take them on the money line we have if 10 you want. seconds. Against, against Kansas City. So, Buffalo and uh, Cleveland there. Buddy. Well, we, well, we appreciate it. Uh, we'll do an awesome job on Twitter at Will Brinson, CBSSportsHQ.com, the Pick 6 Podcast. Stay well. Good luck with the bets. We'll talk to you next week. Okay, bye. All right, see you. <laughs> see you later, buddy. Uh, okay, more bye. line movement for Week 14 coming up next. And also, we will report a blockbuster trade in Major League Baseball here on You Better You Bet.